Boo! Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. And we're back and again we're back. with another. And we're back again <laughs> with another one. Another one. Another one. Another, another one. one. How, hey, everyone. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> how much of a... I always thought about this. Like, how much of a jag do you have to be to, like, at the start of every song you sing, say, like, we the best music? We the best music! Like you're not. If you gotta you say it, tell you're it, not. <laughs> Why do you have to tell everyone that you're the best music? Are you... Is it like a? Is he trying to do like a self fulfilling prophecy thing, or it's like if he says that all the time, then maybe it'll just come true, and maybe people will believe that? To be honest, Griffin, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Hey everybody, Hi, how's how it we going? Doing? Welcome back to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin, and I'm Zach, and we are back with some creaturey goodness. Yes, that is our you. entire mo. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a weird experience right lately, Griff. Hit me with it. Um, I had a college professor of mine stay on my <laughs> couch this weekend. <laughs> I had been meaning to ask you about this. So, yeah, break me off a piece of that. Well, uh, you know, that college bar. professor just sent me a text, um, like, Thursday. Okay. Was, uh, like, hey, um, I am uh, doing some stuff up at Paul Bunyan Playhouse, um, and I'm on my way up there. I was, you know, I'm stopping through the cities. Um, I was wondering if it's cool. I know it's last minute, but can I, like, crash on your couch or something? I, I was wondering. I was going to ask if, like, he was just in town for something or if he was like, hey, I want to come visit some old students of mine or what. But, like. Well, it's it's funny because, you know, Paul Bunyan Playhouse mm-hmm. is in the pet shop's hometown of, of Bemidji. Bemidji. Nice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he's just uh, hanging out. Below us? Yeah. That's a weird sentence, but he's hanging out below us. Somewhere down there doing some theatery things. Somewhere down on the ground. Nice. Uh, so if you want to go see some theater, check out uh, Paul Bunyan Playhouse <laughs> this summer in, in Bemidji, Minnesota. I have been working like crazy this week in the have. assistance of uh, opening a new bread mine, um, particularly moving to a new bread mine, which, to be fair, it's really nice looking. It's very modern. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. My favorite Fancy. thing is there are just jars full of, like, different legumes lying around. Or just beans, or grains, or random... Uh, random... Junk? Uh, agricultural uh, chaff. So... <laughs> agricultural chaff, huh? Yep. There are, just, there are just jars of them everywhere. Um, I also, it's also wicked easy to get, uh, I found out to get onto the roof of that building. Um, so shenanigans may ensue. Not by me, of course. Um, to my manager no. who listens to this show. Hi, Shay. That would be but illegal. That would be hella illegal, and I would never do it, Shay. Yes, but, Shay. Yeah, Shay. And I definitely won't join him in doing that when I move back to the state. It's never gonna happen. Don't Not know what you're once. talking about. Not a once. But, yeah, I've been working like crazy. I had a, a, a buck-wild weekend, but bonus points had today off, so... Oh, that's nice. I yeah. started the first day of uh, camp, so... Is this the Adventures in Cardboard thing? This is, yes. Yeah, the camp yeah. where we make uh, armor and swords and stuff out of cardboard and hit each other. I got a splinter right off the bat. <laughs> you might even be able to see it in my palm. Uh, oh, there it is, yeah. Just a nice hunk of wood that's have you, in my... Have you not taken it out yet, Zach? No, I've been trying. It's really... It's, it's in there. Zach! Do we need to stop the recording so you can deal with the splitter? No, I'll get... I'll deal with it later. Okay. I just... Okay. I mean, I, I went the whole day with it there. At that point, it's it's a part of me, baby. No. Zach, no. <laughs> it's just... It's just... It's just in me now, and I, there's nothing I can do about it. Ugh. 
Um, before we get into the episode proper, we need to do we need to go through our, our pre show routine. We've already done a banter check. Yes, um, got it. Weird, slightly musical intro with us babbling over each other. Check. There we are. Uh, results of the wacky weekly. Would you rather? Ooh. Where we had the uh, fully aquatic elephant versus the fully terrestrial whale, and by a slim margin, Zach, you fucking beat me again. Zach Rob for the win! Aquatic two Elephant weeks. eked out with 56% of the vote. Is that two or three in a row? It's gotta be like three in a row. You are... Tra- last time was that. The time before it was the Owls. Um, and the one before that, I think, was the... the, the no, because you beat me with the cat who could cook. I'm, I'm scrolling through right now, try, the Twitter, trying to... Because there was the dog, the dog. Oh yeah, so it's two in a row. Cooking cat uh, was my very narrow victory on you. Yes, yes, yes. So you're not you're not too far back in the dredges there. Okay, not as bad as I thought. You can still come back here. It's Um, true, but beautiful. Uh, We will, of course, um, have another one uh, for you to uh, Mm -hmm. think about and vote on um, as we get towards the the end of this little program. Uh, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But now I believe it is time to open those doors wide. Walk inside our beautiful, neutral-smelling shop, because, I mean, otherwise there'd just be a lot of pet stink in there. Most definitely. <laughs> and we're going to... We got a nice little theme going on for you today. This one... <clears throat> this one's for all the wizards out there. And the warlocks, too. Wizards yeah. and warlocks, put your hands up. I almost said Wizards of Waverly Place for some reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a pull. Um, and I figured um, instead of saying it seriously, I, I would instead say it in this sort of meta verse that I create when I'm afraid of actually taking risks in comedy <laughs> um, and just uh, instead explain what I was going to say. The Betancourt Zone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are talking about familiars. Today, mm-hmm. oh yes, their uh, familiars oh, yes. by and large are a magically summoned or conjured uh, little critter, little friend that uh, wizards and warlocks and sorcerers and other magical folk frequently will have by their side, and uh, either just for companionship or to do cool things with, help out in their studies or research or what have you. And uh, yeah, we've got a number of creatures that can serve as potential familiars that we're going to go through today. Some that we've already talked about before, but we'll just kind of skim through Brush them. Brush over those real yeah, quick. Yeah, do a quick, yeah. uh, uh, do the, the cliff notes. Um, yes, the abridged version. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, that first one, the first one is yes. one that I do believe our, our warlocks out there will have ready to access to, especially mm-hmm. you know if you and your, your patron have made that a... Uh, that fantastic bond um, is a sprite. Everyone's favorite lemon lime beverage. I mean, I, I do love me a good sprite, especially with a little splash of lemonade in there. But really, yeah, it's quite delicious. It doesn't, it doesn't like overpower the lime. No, it makes it fantastic. Yeah, next time you go to Chipotle, check it out. Ooh. I mean, granted, I've stopped drinking soda, but you should check it out. I will never stop drinking soda. I know. I it, 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 honestly, it was nice. I've lost like ten pounds. I will say, I should stop drinking soda. oh uh one quick note before we dive in i forgot to mention this uh vis-a-vis familiars um there are a lot of common familiar options that are just common household animals like cats and dogs and bats and spiders and uh, snakes and and eagles and owls yeah and a lot of different type of your common mundane uh, beasts and animals we're gonna be talking about the uh higher echelon of familiars yes most Um, deaf Yes, just wanted to throw that out there. All familiars are great, but we're, we're, we know all about what a cat does at this point. So yeah. we're going to be talking about the, the ones that are a little bit more uh, uncommon or supernatural. Those, those familiars that are fun and fancy-free. <laughs> Let's check it out. So back, yes, sprites. Back to, back to sprites. Sprites is where we left off, as it describes in the owner's manual, in secret groves and shaded glens, tiny sprites with dragonfly wings flutter. Mm. They are essentially tiny humanoids with wings. Um, okay. They are intelligent, sentient creatures. Yeah. Are they um, f- are they fae? They are fae. Okay. Yes, they are tiny fays. 
Um, they're mostly, uh, especially out in sort of in the wild, are protectors of the forest. They tend to build, uh, as the, the owner manual describes, uh, build little villages and uh, boughs of trees and willing tree ants, uh, inverted glades brightened by moss, wildflowers, mm. and toadstools. They, uh, they nice. make their homes and they tend to defend their little uh, slices of heaven. Um, pretty vehemently. Nice. Um, they, it says that they're heart seers. They can sense um, cre- whether or not a creature is good or evil. Ooh, um, yeah, I know. And it's it's they sense it by the sound and uh, feeling of its beating heart. Nice. That's that's kind of beautiful. That's wicked useful too. I imagine if you're like a you know trying to like kind of a manipulator warlock of the sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most because one of the one of the benefits that all familiars share with their uh, their conjurer is that you can communicate telepathically with them yeah. up to a certain distance. Um, you can see through their senses uh, within a certain range. So being able to like if you're like talking with someone shady that you that you, you suspect might be shady, you can just kind of like, hey 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 Sprite, it's like they cool, hey they cool, they selling drugs or are they you know volunteer on the weekends? There we go. Yeah no um let's see what else. So they they can figure that out. Uh, it says that they're poison brewers. Um in their forest of wings they yeah they they brew toxins. What? Um, <laughs> they, yeah they brew toxins. Unguents, whatever those are. An unguents. Unguents. It's like a, it's like a, like a balm or like a. Oh, gotcha. Like an oily, yeah. I think, sort of goop. They they brew those and and uh, 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 antidotes and poisons, including mm. the sleep potions, um, with Hell which yeah. they coat their arrows. Um, ah. Yeah, they go around and they harvest uh, things from nature, and they they make all these cool ingredients. I guess that tracks. It says that if desperate, they even steal their ingredients from the gardens of hags. Ooh, so some I know bold ass sprites. Yeah, right. So um, that's fun, and then also says they're good hearted. Okay. They tend to yes, they're good judges of the heart, and they do tend to favor creatures who are more good aligned. Yeah, and they uh, oppose the will of evil Fay and pledge to thwart evil Arch Fay at every turn. Nice. So, I'm sorry, Arch Fay out there, but like, <laughs> if you're if you're evil, these probably aren't the ones for you. Fay are really interesting too. Like, yeah, I've been uh, I've been reading a lot about Fay um, for some they, some some personal research studies. Yeah. Um, they're like. I, they are either super chill and crunchy and benevolent, or they are the most like maniacal, chaotic, manipulating people out there. They can be pretty diametrically appro- opposed, bros. Bros, damn it! I was yeah. gonna do it. I, I got you. Um, but that's fantastic. And it says, unlike pixies, sprites rarely indulge in frivolous merriment and fun. Ah, so. Because I was so, I was gonna ask about pixies because I knew pixies yes. existed out there as a similar like tiny mm-hmm. fey humanoid yeah looking thing. It says yeah they're firm warriors, protectors, and judges, and their stern bent causes other fey to consider them overly dour and serious. <laughs> I mean I guess all all dimensions need their their hard asses. Yeah. And I just didn't expect it would be sprites. So so why would I why would I want a sprite as a familiar? Well, they, uh, you know, if you are uh, one that lives out um, sort of uh, off the grid mm-hmm. in the, the woods, they'd be definitely good at making sure that you are uh, set up on um, yeah, yeah, any yeah. sort of antidotes to local uh, flora that may be poisonous Radical. or um, other sort of uh, toxins such as that and sort of having you the uh, the cure-alls to them. Um, they are... I mean, as it says, very vehement defenders of what they hold okay. dear. So they're going to have your back. They, um, you know, they're they're small. They, uh, but they're pretty hardy. You know, they um have their own tiny little long swords and 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 weapons and, and short bows they carry. Um, <laughs> as as we described earlier, they have this heart sight which lets them know people's emotional states. Um, and they can also turn invisible. So not only can they flutter around on their little dragonfly wings, but they can also turn invisible. And um, yeah, you know they're they're good at figuring out how you're feeling, and I would assume from there being able to figure out what you need. Cool. Now they do 
um, speak common Elvish and Sylvan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so those if fey languages. Yes, if you're fluent in any of those languages, you should be good to go. So for all and of our uh, perhaps Elven or half Elven ancestry uh, customers, our Furbolgs, um, mm-hmm. perhaps you... some uh, some Genasi or some Aladrin out there, come get some yeah. sprites. Why not? I mean, humans, yeah. you're up for too. Why not? Ooh, an important distinction. Um, yes. We do not actually sell any of these directly, but you can enroll in our uh, familiar conjuration class. Of course. Where we yes. will provide you materials uh, in, in as part of the entry fee for the class. We will instruct you in the process of, of conjuring one and what the one is best for you and exactly. that whole shebang. So, yeah. yeah. A familiar is a very personal sort of connection so exactly. we wouldn't want to rob that of you it's not like rescuing a puppy it's no. sort of a it's, it's creating a puppy <laughs> exactly now sprites if you want to have a nice peter pan-esque adventure with your with a little oh, tinkerbell by your side they are very peter pan aren't they they are very very tinkerbell yeah yes uh, sprites are the way to go sweet yeah i love there it there we go there's sprites yeah so amazing. We've got a lot to cover, so we're going to kind of breeze through Keep these a little cruising. quicker than traditionally. Um, up next is a personal favorite, and I think a personal favorite of a lot of folks. Uh, we have cool. we have pseudo dragons, which yes. is frankly a weird name because they are dragons. Yes, but they're pseudo means fake, but I mean, I mean sort of. Yeah, they're really know? tiny dragons. Exactly, um, and they look like. A dragon. They they have the the four limbs, the the ridges, the spiked ridges on their spine, mm-hmm. the folded wings. The one kind of difference, main difference, is they have like a, a barbed stinger on their tail. So you take sort of like a wyvern, a little bit, where they have the big barb, and yeah, yeah, you kind yeah. of just give it to a pseudo dragon. Yeah, but they are they're tiny little dragons. Um, pseudo dragons are a uh, particular favorite among wizards and other creatures they are good aligned so they fit in well with uh do-gooders and uh people rising to high occasions Mm -hmm. they uh, are also very popular among uh people of draconic ancestry uh dragonborn and the like because i mean come on look at them they are quiet and defensive, the owner's manual says. They have little interest in other creatures and avoid them whenever possible, using the poisonous stinger at the tip of their tail, uh, which can put creatures into a catatonic state. Similar Yeesh. to, like, the sleep arrows of the... Uh, yeah, the sp- of the sprites. The sprites. The little sprites. Yeah. Mages often seek out pseudo-dragons whose agreeable disposition, telepathic ability, and resistance to magic makes them superior familiars. They are, however, selective when it comes to choosing companions, but they can sometimes be won over with gifts of food or treasure. Uh, typically, when a pseudo-dragon finds an agreeable companion, it bonds with that person as long as it is treated fairly. Pseudo-dragons uh, put up with no ill treatment and abandon a manipulative or abusive companion without warning. So, they are not about those toxic relationships. They, it's like, what's that? You got, it's like, I look, look. Jerry, I know we've been friends for five years, but let's be honest, you've gotten a little racist lately. Bye. They they know what they're worth. I'm going to block you on all my socials, and we're never going to speak again, telepathically or no. Deuces, Jerry. Fucking Jerry. Don't let the, don't let the door hit you on the way out, Jerry. Um, pseudo-dragons cannot speak. They, they do not speak. However, they can communicate using a limited form of telepathy... Uh, but it, that is not in language either. It is through um, uh, sharing basic ideas or uh, images or emotions or things like that. It's more empathic telepathy mm-hmm. than it is like spoken word, which is kind of cool. But the pseudo dragon themselves can uh, vocalize like animal noises. Uh, it says like the rasp- a rasping purr indicates pleasure. A hiss means an unpleasant surprise, or a bird like chirp represents desire. And a growl always means anger or discontent. You don't want to hear that. Or no. no peace. But yeah, uh, pseudo dragons are are awesome. Not only do they just look cool, and like it's always cool to have a little dragon on your shoulder, but the uh, anyone who has it, if your pseudo dragon's nearby, it conveys that magic resistance that it has to you. Mm-hmm. So you have magic resistance against uh, 
would-be nefarious magics. That's nice. Always useful. And uh, they come in all the different shades of the various draconic forms. Uh, the one on the owner's manual is depicted as red. But, you know, you've got black or green or uh, bronze or gold, copper, all the different dragon colorations in there. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to see... Yes. I want to say rom-com. But, Ooh. like, the, the the sort of buddy movie where... Like, you know, the things are, go- are going great. You know, the guy, you know, uh, uh, someone finds their their perfect pseudo-dragon companion and mm-hmm. things are going swell. And then they just one bad slip of the tongue sends the pseudo-dragons off into the arms of another, uh, n- another summoner. Oh, no. And then they have to win their pseudo-dragon's affection back. Ooh. Yeah. I could see that being, like, a uh, cast, like, starring... Um, Maybe like a Zoe Des channel. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Deschanel. Yes. Okay. Or like um, Zoe Dave Chappelle. Yes. <laughs> or who else would be good in that? Maybe mm. like a like a uh, Michael Sarah. Ooh, as the pseudo dragon. As the pseudo dragon, <laughs> yes. Just like, hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Perhaps say uh, I uh, a Winona Ryder. I was going to say a Dimitri Martin movie. Ooh. That could be a fun one. Yeah. We're, think, we're casting our movies here. I think I think what happens at the end of the movie is that the the original summoner of the the Sarah Dragon um, does not win the Sarah Dragon's heart back, but they do become friends with the new summoner. Okay. And slowly over the course of time... They get to be around. They're friends again. Even though they didn't share the connection they once did, they have largely mended that bridge. There we go. And then you got a good feel-good ending at the end of that. Oh, man. And then, like, some train will play. (laughs) Hey, soul sister. Mr. Mr. And then and then you leave and you 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 got the warm and fuzzies. Uh, it's called um hmm, what's the movie called? Um this is important. Uh, I feel like pseudo should be in there. Pseudo uh pseudo Remy. Jesus know. Christ. Pseudo pseudo ships? Like like pseudo? friendships? Oh, but like, but like with pseudoness? I don't know. Um uh, drag. Uh, um. Oh, was oh God. Oh, like something, something, and the pseudo happiness. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that one up to the we'll, we'll workshop. It All a right, bit. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. But yeah, pseudo dragons are swell. Uh, you've got the magic resistance, the telepathic bond, the empathic telepathy, the big stinger, and I mean they dragons. They, they dragons. They, right? they, dra- they dragons. What else do you want from me? They dragons. They, they dragons. They, All right, fantastic. So next, let's scoot on to our next um, uh, little little creature. Huh? Yeah, I think we're getting into some review territory. Most definitely, another fantastic one um, that I myself know a lot about because one, I talked about them um, previously in mm-hmm. another episode, and also um, over on our sister show, Another Path, my dear dear characters, if you're uh, Shenastiliath, has one. Yeah, and that is a homunculus. A homunc. Yes. For Dude, those of you who remember, a homunculus is a, a tiny little construct um, made of of clay and a little bit of blood, and um, <laughs> a made little, into little a, bit a of weird, blood. <laughs> a little bit of blood well, of the of the creator's blood. Are you a Dracula now, though? Like yeah, just the way you said it. A little bit of blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and form a weird looking little mud baby that I find absolutely adorable. Yeah. I describe it as a mixture between like toothless from How to Train Your Dragon and like a sphinx cat. Mm-hmm. You can be the judge if that's an accurate depiction. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, a homunculus, as you, you know, is a familiar that you sort of create, and in creating, form that bond. Now, where it, but you like you like physically create this one? Yes, like unlike with. where it's more you're you're doing a summoning sort of conjure ritual. Yeah. This is a ritual where you put sort of the some assembly required. With this <laughs> That's the best way to describe yes, that. Yes, it yeah. is. Um, do Where's it at? Uh, shaping a mixture of clay, ash, mandrake root, and blood. Um, and one can channel a rare ritual to create a faithful squirrel-sized companion. Aww. Yeah, I know. They're absolutely adorable. Um. And because, you know, they have that little bit of your blood, they are sort of tied to you. Um, homunculus know everything that you know because of that shared sort of thing, including all the languages the uh, the creator can speak and read. Um, likewise, everything the construct senses is known to its master, even over great distances, provided both are on the same plane of existence. So nice. as long as you are in the same plane... yeah. It knows what's going on with you, feels what you're feeling, and you the same. That's the big advantage, I think, over other familiars, is that there's, like, a limited range of being able to communicate uh, with yeah, one another. Most, most definitely. Like, you can send a familiar out and be like, hey, fly, you know, a mile that way and then come back to me. But yeah, after, after it's out of a certain range, I can't talk to it anymore and it can't talk to me. Absolutely. So, um, so that, that telepathic bond is fantastic. You know, you can convey whatever you need to it from long distances. You're like, oh, hey, I think I left the oven on. You <laughs> turn that off for me. It's like, yeah, I got you. I mean, it won't say it back, but it'll, you'll, you'll know what it, what it wants to say. Um, <laughs> That's such a pure example. Like, I, <laughs> I was still in another path mindset, so I was, I was thinking of these of, like, you know, game utility. Yeah. But then I was like... Yeah, it's like, hey, did I feed the cat? Like, <laughs> oh crap, I didn't. Hey, um, and, hey. and Zafir would say, hey, Rogar, you got this? Will you do this thing for me? And Rogar would be like, yeah, you betcha. Can you feed the cat? Can you turn yes. the oven off? Uh, am I out of bread? Most definitely. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, they can see in the dark, which is something that um, uh, Zafir has used um, uh, now to quite a very useful extent that is my favorite thing about familiars that happens across various forms of of gameplay mechanics um like in in the popular show critical role how wizard caleb wore his familiar octopus over his head like yeah. like night vision goggles basically yes um in my home game, uh, our warlock has a pseudo dragon, and pseudo dragon will wrap itself around his head and do the same thing. He'll just warg basically into yeah. the pseudo dragon to be able to see in the dark. Yeah, fantastic. That's one of my favorite yeah. things because it's so stupid. <laughs> it is. He essentially just sort of flops on on, on the yeah. head between Pan- pancakes Zephyr. out. Yes, yeah, so just pancaked out between Saphir's like horns and just kind of. Um, now they do have a bite which is poisonous Um, yes something we I don't think we covered last time because I was granted I was trying to make them seem appealing for a family environment (laughs) right which they are (laughs) which they are they are they won't bite anyone that that its creator does not want it to bite Um, but yeah uh, if it is uh, if it bites them instead uh, instead of taking damage um, the target uh, is poisoned for uh, a d10 worth of well, like d10 worth of minutes in game time, but it's a also unconscious and is unconscious while poisoned. Oh that shit! Way. So it's like a knockout bite. Yes. A, a, so like like our pseudo dragons and and the sprites, a sort of incapacitating bite makes sense that smaller creatures have a way to deal with threats in in such a fashion. Exactly. They're not going to be able to kill them. So, but I can push mm-hmm. you to sleep for a minute. Yeah, fantastic. So that is pseudo, not pseudo dragons. That is homunculus. Yeah, we like I said, we've talked about homunculi before. You can hop back to previous episodes. God, I mm-hmm. couldn't even imagine what episode that's on. Um, but we've talked about homunculi in previous episodes um, in great detail. Also in previous episodes, more recently, I think we've talked about fairy dragons. Um, that was the last episode, I think. Was it? I believe so. I, I was still open to it when I uh, op- opened my book app on my iPad. So I'm nice. assuming so. Uh, yeah, and fairy dragons are kind of an unconventional familiar. Um, they are special to us because same with homunculi on our sister show, Another Path. Uh, our friend Ryan, plays who plays Jackson Silver, uh, was able to have a fairy dragon familiar for a time. Mm-hmm. Because, because god shit. 
Yes. But uh, fairy dragons, similar to pseudo dragons, are tiny little draconic lizard guys. These guys have like big butterfly wings, though. Mm-hmm. Even though they look like they're made from a similar like scaly or leathery material, they're shaped yeah. like butterfly wings. Their colors are a lot more vibrant. That span the gambit of the rainbow based on their age. They can cast certain spells based on how old they've grown. And they're very rambunctious. Yeah, they can. They're they're, hi- very... they're hyper rambunctious. They're really tricksy. Yeah, they can turn invisible and will use that to fuck with you politely in every turn. Um, but they are friendly and bright and have a good sense of humor, a fondness for uh, small treasures and music and arts and things like that. Um, they can communicate telepathically with other fairy dragons, not with you, so they're a little selfish in that respect. Uh, they speak draconic and they speak sylvan, so good for people, uh, good for our, our dra- draconic ancestry folks, some fey ancestry folks. They kind of toe the line between those two uh, forms of ancestry as, as fairy dragons. They're about the size of a cat, I'd say. With the big mm-hmm. butterfly wings. Uh, they also have that, that kind of stinger on their tail and a nice deep little bite. And they have a euphoria breath, which yeah. is basically like knockout gas. Where they just kind of. A lot of <laughs> knocking out stuff. And it makes sense. It makes perfect sense for creatures like this to, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're, they can't outstrength their any potential uh, threats. Because all of these creatures exist, like, naturally in various dimensions as well. Yeah. So it would make sense that that's their kind of survival tactic is to, you know, either to out like like out maneuver or to hide from or in a last ditch situation just kind of try to knock them unconscious for a little bit and fly the fuck away. There we go. Well, fantastic. But yeah, so they're fairy dragons. Yeah, like I said, we talked about these recently, but we figured we'd bring it up in the um in that uh familiars episode. Why yeah. Not? I just lost whatever words I was trying to say there. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, sweet. That's that's four of them so far. There uh, we go. We still got a few more. Yeah. But, but, but uh, we but. are happy to have a returning sponsor for the show. Our friends over at <laughs> Alliteraline. I love Alliteraline. Let's hear the clip. Take man. it away, guys. Tired of normal, ordinary pet litter? Afraid to take the plunge on buying that Bahir because you're worried about those massive dukes? Your Pegasus too noble for a litter box? Then do we have the product for you, Litteraline. This magically enchanted pet litter emits a scent that matches the alignment of you or your pet. It magically replaces all pet stink with a personalized scent just for your alignment. Or for those picky pets, it will produce a scent so enticing they'd be ashamed not to do their business there. Maybe your nightmare steed needs a little taste of home? Try Neutral Evil Brimstone. Coatal Assistant keeps banishing its droppings to your pillow? Try Lawful Good Clean Linen. Alignments vary between pet and owner? Can't go wrong with True Neutral New Car. Or maybe your pet doesn't care and you just need something to cover that stench. Then Chaotic Neutral Bacon Grease is the litter for you. In addition... Litteraline auto-magically cleans itself every 24 hours, and you can change scents at any time with our convenient take-home transcendation packs. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and start realigning the way your pet does business. Litteraline, a scent for all kinds. Oh, what a product, oh, Litteraline. I still, I've been using, I've been, I have some Litteraline downstairs in the shop that we use for the more, some of the more mm-hmm. mundane uh, yeah. critters um they have a new um lawful neutral uh accounting office that is like it smells like paper real like, crisp i like it. yeah it's it's just like a nice kind of crisp yeah it's the perfect yeah. word for it i have the I, I like this nice neutral good just a uh, cut grass Ooh, yeah that's yeah, that's right. perfect for father's day coming up there we yes yeah. most definitely um or even some um cat good grill that hasn't been cleaned in five years Ooh, yeah. smoky. Yeah, keep, yeah, Dad, it keeps all the flavors in, but, like, you're also getting, like, rust in our burgers, so... And we don't want that. We don't want that. It's chaotic good. I, <laughs> anyway. I don't care if it's giving us a better, you know, source of iron, Dad. Jesus. Fantastic. So, so now, 
as we delve on into uh, some more creatures here, we are going to lean to a little, a uh, little bit of that fiend, a little land. nefarious. Yes, because why not? We have some some ones that are, that favor the good. Why not? We pick the ones that maybe favor the evil a little bit. Yeah. Because maybe you're a maybe you're a warlock out there who has uh, you know pledged themselves to um, you know one of the demon princes or one of the demon lords or uh, maybe just like a big old pit fiend and mm-hmm. hey maybe you got in over your head a little bit but you can still kind of get a buddy out of it. So oh, so we are talking about imps. Imps. Yes, an imp Imps. is a is a tiny fiend. It looks just like a a, a little red devil. Looks guy. A little devil man. Look at him. Who's who's a, a little devil? Yeah, just you know, a, a red little devil dude. He's got wings on his back, and he's got a big old scorpion tail. Well, not big because he's a tiny creature. But, but unlike unlike tail. the other barbed-tailed creatures, this one legit looks like a scorpion. It's, it's just a scorpion's tail. Yes. Where, yeah. Now, they're cool. Uh, imps are also, uh, also you know, one being devils, but also shape changers. Ooh. So imps um, can use an action to change into um, the form of a rat, a raven, or a spider. Spiders. Yes. Um, Makes sense. Trying to maybe be inconspicuous. In- inconspicuous, incognito, and can... Uh, no one's gonna uh, uh, be well, aside from people who are very afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone's just gonna let the spider do its thing, um, and yeah, so yeah. they hack hand around and uh, uh, figure out whatever details maybe you're looking for for some folks. Um, they do have devil's sight, which means that um, they can see throughout through magical darkness. Nice, yes, um, and are resistant um, to spells and other magical effects. Tight, so. Baller. Imps are found throughout the lower planes and either running errands for their infernal masters, spying on rivals, or misleading or waylaying <laughs> mortals. Okay, so uh, have you ever played any of the Legend of Zelda games? I mean, some of them. Yeah. Do you know the postman in like early like Ocarina of Time with like the the white shirt and the suspenders and the hat? And he Ooh, just comes. So. He just kind of comes running up to you. Is like, "Hey, I got mail for oh, you." Yes. And then yes, yes, yes. in Majora's Mask, you can get the like postman's outfit. Um, I just pictured an imp in the postman's outfit with like the red hat and like the a messenger bag, just kind of like. <laughs> I don't care that they have wings, but they're they're just running just through like the infernal hells. Yes. <laughs> oh Sweating. man. There's like I gotta get this letter to Asmodeus. <laughs> now it says an imp will proudly serve an evil master of any kind, but it can't be relied on to carry out tasks with <laughs> any speed or efficiency. So they're shits as well. They're kind of shits. Um, they can assume an informant will, but it's its natural uh, state. It resembles a diminutive red-skinned humanoid with a barbed tail, small horns, and leathery wings. Mm. Um, it strikes while invisible, attacking with its poison stinger. Poison stinger. Yeah. So imps. Imps are... They seem to have a lot going for them. They're little devil dicks. <laughs> but yeah, they're dicks. Which is like... I guess that tracks, and I guess that's appropriate for if you're an evil-aligned individual, then maybe it makes sense that the people who work for you aren't the most keen to work for you. Yeah, when um, I read the thing about them not being able to carry out tasks with, like, speed or efficiency, all I could think of is Pain and Panic from uh, Disney's Hercules. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> just, just being utterly deplorable and just so, so awful at their job. But I mean, yeah. I, I, if I were I an evil friend, mm-hmm. I would find them cute. I mean, yeah. There's, there's, there's a, there's a cuteness there. There's um, something fun about scary things when they're tiny. <laughs> I don't know, because spiders are pretty scary and also very small. I mean, I guess. And if you made a spider bigger or smaller, I don't think I'd be any less or more afraid of it. 
This is fair. I mean, I'm big, I'm, I'm like a big, big, I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, little imps. What can you, so like, hmm, what do you do with an imp? I mean, if you want to be like, hey, Ronaldo was a shit today. I want you to go put take this bag onto his porch and light it on fire. So. <laughs> so imps are your like shitty high school pranks. Uh, I feel like that's like their niche. Yeah. I feel like that's what they'd be good at. Because I feel like it would be just enough to kind of keep them interested mm-hmm, enough to like mm-hmm. keep doing it. Like lighting a bag of dog shit in a paper bag on someone's, on someone's doorstep. Yep, lighting it on fire. Or like, you know, writing something in like chewing gum on someone's windshield. Rude. Yeah. Um, putting a can of shaving cream in a hot car for the person you don't like. What does that? Does it like? It'll explode. Yeah. Oh man! I yeah, didn't you'll know get that. shaving cream just everywhere. It's gotta be like a really hot car, but it'll happen. No. I wouldn't. I've never done this or anything, but I feel like you've done this before, Griffin. I actually haven't. I was not that rambunctious as a youth. <laughs> I, I, I I forked people's yards once in high school. Sorry, what? Forked. You take a bunch of plastic forks <laughs> and you just what? stick them into the ground. So you just cover someone's yard with plastic forks. What? This is a thing? Yeah, forking. Yeah, Ips would be great for that. There's a lot of forks to deal with. Yeah, it's it's time consuming. Oh, man. So they're... I think Ips are like the polar opposites of sprites. Yes. Yeah. Sort of. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Completely. Dope. Amazing. So yes, there's Ips for you. Okay, moving on to our next uh, little fiendish fella, uh, to the other side of the uh, the evil uh, evil spectrum. We've got quasits. Quasits, you say? Now quasits. Hmm. I, I, hmm. I'm gonna get the book description real quick because I don't even know where to begin talking about quasits. So, like, if you let someone know that you got a quasit, would you be coming out of the closet? Jesus Christ. <laughs> On Pride Week, Zach, really? <laughs> or Pride Month? That's it, it was low-hanging fruit, and for that I apologize. That's fair. We're we're really bad about that low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh, That's why people love us. A Quasit's true form, it looks like a two-foot-tall green humanoid with, barbed, with a barbed tail and horns. The Quasit has clawed fingers and toes as well. Um, it's got these long, kind of elf-like ears, but they're, like, more, I don't know, nasty looking. Uh, they got, like, two big clawed toes, uh, kind of these weird bumps on their skin. Yeah. They're kind of gross. Yeah, quasi's are kind of fucking disgusting. (laughs) But. Uh, But. They are decent familiars. They are, uh, they are physically weak. They keep to the shadows where they plot their mischief and their wickedness. Uh, more powerful demons, similar to how devils will use imps, more powerful demons will use quasits as spies and messengers when they aren't devouring them or pulling them apart to pass the time. Unlike the hells, there's not really a hierarchy in the abyssal plains of demons, so it's really just kind of like strong survive, survival of the fittest. So, if you're a quasit, you're basically just a a slave or a plaything. Unless a fantastic wizard or warlock decides to give him a a kind home. Yeah, and even then, the quasit's probably going to be a little shit to you because it is chaotic evil. (laughs) But, as we say, there's an exception to every alignment. It's true. Yes, there is. Um, Quasits, similar to imps, can do that shape-changer thing, and uh, their particular shape-changing forms are bats, centipedes, or toads. Yeah, that'd be a big-ass centipede. Or a big-ass toad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they kind of look like a big-ass toad. (laughs) They do kind of look like a big demon toad. Um, They have magic resistance as well. They have uh, a poisonous uh, claws. That can uh, poison people and, you know, make them all sickly. They can turn invisible. They can also... Uh, they're, they're inherently fairly frightening. They can uh, attempt to scare with a nasty little demon scream. Like a... Aah! 
um, <laughs> a an individual. Will you, will you give that to us one more time? Ah! That was beautiful. Thank Griffin. you. But quasits can attempt to scare and frighten individuals. Um, or they'll just be like, oh god, what is it? And they'll just be scared of it for a short period of time. But then they'll eventually snap out of it because this is time. This thing is a little demon toad with little horns. A little horny demon toad. Um, uh, so, yeah, there you go. Quasits. Man. <laughs> that demon toad. Being so horny is getting him into trouble. I know. Uh, quasits are particularly fond of... Uh, Masters that um, they will play the sort of obsequious servant to. Um, mm-hmm. They are they're relatively easy to summon, probably because they want to get the hell out of the abyss. Hell. Well, yeah, uh, they're eager to serve. They serve their master well, but it uh, goads the mortal to greater and greater acts of chaos and evil. So they'll be like, so. Maybe one day. You stole that stick of gum. Now kill your grandma. (laughs) I think there's a couple more beats in between those two events. But you largely got the spirit of the the closet's mentality. Uh, (laughs) Really got me. Uh, I love how our laughs are very, very different. I do too. It's a joy to listen to. Yours is just the loudest guffaw, and I make no sound at all. It's very endearing, and it's very fun to listen. One of my favorite things in the edits is when I make a joke, and it doesn't land entirely, but I'll just hear you snicker, just like, and then I start laughing. There we go. It's one of my favorite uh, things. So, Quasits, anything else we need to know? Not really. They're shitty little demon toads, and, I mean, I hate looking at them. Let's move on. <laughs> there we go. Well, we can get out of the, the owner's man because we're scooting on to something uh, a little different. Yeah, this is one that we actually discovered um, in, in looking for things for another episode. I think it was last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we discovered that they were a uh, rarer kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. So we figured, let's bust out uh, tressums. Yes, most definitely. A tressum. A tressum is essentially a winged house cat. Basically. It is around the size of a house cat, maybe a little bit bigger sometimes. Yeah, a big um, cat. A, a decently sized chungus. Yes. <laughs> chungus. <laughs> um but with large sort of uh, bird-like wings yeah. on its back, with a wingspan as it says about three feet. So now I am naturally interested in these creatures because they uh, remind me of myself in my youth. Um, but they are not griffins through and through. It is very distinctly a cat with wings, not a like a half cat, half, half hybrid bird. thing. Yeah. Yes. So they are originally thought to be the results of sort of a experimentation on house cats by wizards. Yeah, that tracks. Um, which turned them um, into slightly uh, a little smarter. They came out a little brighter nice. um, from them. Um, and so they uh, are, tend to form strong friendships with humanoids, particularly, as it says, rangers and wizards. Nice. Just goes yeah. to show you, you slap wings on a thing, it becomes smarter. They're, apparently. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. about being in the sky, man. I, th- really, uh, I think it's all the like extra like mental math you have to do to like you know fly properly. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something that just kind of becomes ingrained in your head. I th- here's my take of the day: everything that flies is smarter than everything that doesn't. Well, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Birds, birds are real smart. Birds Talk are smarter about, than us all. Have you talked about you know look at ravens, man? Geniuses. They're so smart. MIT professors. Like, like if someone like fucks with a raven, mm-hmm. like it will remember. It'll remember that. Raven, the raven will remember this as the telltale uh, yeah. sign pops up. Ravens, like, have court and shit. Yep, yeah. Dude, ravens are intense. Skylaw. <laughs> Skylaw. <laughs> now we need to make a cartoon series about ravens. <laughs> Called Skylaw? <laughs> yeah, it's a law and order TM, TM, style. TM, 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 Yeah. Dun, dun. Yes, please. Um, Amazing. Tressums get along with other creatures of their kind, uh, but they rarely um, will layer together or hunt together. They peacefully ignore certain creatures, such as bats or fairy dragons, uh, but they hate sturges, which I believe we've talked about before. We talked about a couple episodes ago, And yes. evil flying monsters such as manticores. They don't fuck with those. Um, 
They 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 hate them good. They also enjoy teasing dogs, which is just a great little detail. It's, it's like yes, amazing. you slapped wings on a on on a cat. It's still a cat, and it's gonna use that advantage to fuck with dogs. Yes, um, <laughs> and and just like cats, they feed on small rodents, birds, bugs. Um, and they tend to stalk and pounce on their prey just like a normal cat would but I'm, with the added advantage of flight i'm picturing like the cat on on four paws slowly creeping up on a mouse and it's it rears down to pounce and then it just gets so much airtime <laughs> and it, slam dunks the damn rat yeah now this is nice mm. is that cat not cats but tressims <laughs> won't attack, like, nestlings or, like, despoil eggs. Ah, Yeah, They're so chill. it's like, I'm gonna let you become what you're meant to be. Then I'll then kill I'll you. Eat you. <laughs> I'll at least give you a chance. I'll give you life first, and then I'll find you. Hey, you owe me one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me? Now you don't. You were in your egg. But let me tell you about me. I saved your damn life before you even had one. Boom. Chagall. Sh- now do me a favor, or I eat you. Now jump in this gullet. <laughs> uh, Tressums will mate with others of their kind, but don't mate for life. Uh, they can also mate with other just plain-ass cats. Whoa. But cool. um, if they do mate with a normal-ass cat, only like 10% of their offspring will actually result in another Tressum, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, for real. They have. Oh, I, lo- I read this earlier. Yes, I really tell me about it. this because this is hilarious. So Tressums, they have really good memories, uh, as this is particularly when it comes to danger. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they see, um, like, a, you know, a human wizard using, say, a, a, a wand of lightning bolts, mm-hmm. it'll remember and be like, okay, so uh, is, is sticks of wood that are that humans are using are bad. <laughs> Don't go near those. <laughs> So if it gets, like, bonked in the head by accident once with, like, a bouncy ball. Yeah, it'll be like... And then you go go to the beach with your Tressum, and it's like, beach ball flying through the air. Gotta kill it! It's gonna kill my owner! (laughs) And it's just gonna fly and mangle that beach ball. Now, a lucky and and healthy Tressum can live to be about 20 years old, which I think is a little bit longer than a normal house cat. That's a pretty respectable lifespan for, like, a house cat style For real, though. Yeah. Um, Now, it says that, you know, familiars can choose to conjure a Tressum instead of normal cats as a familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fun. They they don't speak, but they understand uh, the common tongue. They uh, can detect whether a substance is poisoned. Which is a Ooh. neat little, uh, mm-hmm. neat little thing. They can also detect when, uh, within six, within like a certain radius of it, magical invisibility fails to conceal anything from the Tressum's sight, so they can see invisibility within a certain range. Well, hell's yeah, yeah. So they're really handy wizard pets. Yeah. Oh, and a fun thing, as I've learned from watching the popular uh, uh, web series Critical Role, mm-hmm. is that. Cats, at least in the Forgotten Realms, don't have dark vision. Mm-hmm. However, Tressums do. Nice. Yas. 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 Tressums, yeah, they're they're super cool and like it's a it's a it's a winged cat. It is. It's a winged cat. But this also has some added little features to it. Mm-hmm. Tressums can detect in, like invisible things. I literally just said this. Though. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh well, hey, there we go. Were you not paying attention to me? I was paying attention. You never pay it. What was the thing you were going to say after that? The rest of those things. Mm -hmm. Like the detect poison thing that I already went over? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey. Tired of you. We do this. We just do. We do this every day. And like, like we have this, like, like we have this back and forth and just like, come on, just like meet me halfway here. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, look, it's just, I've been really tired. Lately. I know, you know, I'm sorry. Just, I know you've been going through a lot, and just, like, I love you. I love you too, I'm sorry. Let's, let's, it's let's, okay. let's, let's. Hey, Griffin, yeah, Griffin. Yeah, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, Zach, I'm really, I just want, I'm, Gri- I'm sorry. Griffin, yes. let, let me Zach, be sorry. I'm sorry. Griffin! Okay? God! I'm sorry. Sorry, God. If anyone wants a Tressum, we can get you one. Yes, we can get you a Tressum, guys.
Uh, that was a weird bit. It sure was. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the best place we could possibly end this episode. Oh, uh, boy. So if anyone wants to snag themselves a, a familiar and you don't know where to start, hop on in to Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, and you can sign up for the low, low price of 25 monies to you'll get all of the basics we will have personalized instructors walk you through the basics of the find familiar spell and the uh, there will be a a sort of questionnaire to see what kind of familiar is best for you and we'll get you right started on all that hells yeah yeah yeah. so there are our familiars we got through a a nice chunk of them today sprites pseudo dragons Fairy dragons, homunculi, imps, quasits, tresums. That's the familiar rap, like the poker rap, but it's the imps, familiar. Imps, quasit, tresums. Mm. Imps, quasit, tresums. Mm. Amazing. Well, um, I think it's time, my friend, mm. to uh, come up with another uh, Wacky Weeky Would You Rather. That's a mouthful. Wacky, wacky Weekly, weekly would, would, you would You Rather. There yeah. we go. Um, I came up with that, and that is a, a mouthful. I know. Uh, do you want to just do... These, these, or at least a handful of these familiars. Yeah, why yeah. not? Let's pick like maybe four. Yeah, I'm not sure how many things things Twitter will let me uh, put in. Do as a I know poll at result. least three. Let me let I've me check at least real three. Quick. Add choice. Add choice. We can do four. Four. There we go. Let's do like the hmm. What are the four most appealing of these? Well, Tresums. Okay, definitely. yeah, Tresums for sure. I think pseudo dragons. I... I think one of the fiend ones. Uh, so we could pick imp or quasit. I think an imp is a little more appetizing. Let's do imps and then okay. sprites then. And then sprites. So we've got a, a, a dragon, a fae, a fiend, and like a beast. I like it. Okay, cool. So tresums, pseudo dragons, sprites, or imps. You let us know what your preferred familiar would be. We'll throw that up on our Twitter at Pet Shopcast uh, when this episode is released. And as always, you can keep up with all of our shenanigans at Pet Shop Cast. Um, I'm going to do a small dumb plug for my personal Twitter account, uh, at Griff Cold. Yeah, I've no, been the, doing the... Uh, I've been doing a Pokemon uh, Omega Ruby Nuzlocke run. Yeah, you have. Uh, which, for those who don't know, it's basically like permadeath with Pokemon. If a Pokemon yeah. dies, then it's just pa- dead. Pa- it's gone forever. Pepperoni, Pepperoni's gone, isn't he? Pepperoni. I've lost four boys at this point. Oh, four sweet children. Yeah. Um, I lost the dark orb, Zach. I know. I'm so sorry. Bullshit too. Um, but it's a. I'm. Uh, there's a weird storyline that's kind of emerging in this run. So if you want to uh, keep along with my progress on that, you can follow that at Griff Cold using the hashtag GriffLock L O C K E hashtag. Yeah. May the great wheel sustain him. May the great wheel sustain him. Mm. Well, anyway. well, folks, I think that's going to do it all for us. Be sure to check out while well, I'll, I'll plug stuff in the outro. What, yeah, what most am definitely. I, what am I doing? Hey, we can plug things here as well. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Go listen to other, go listen to other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out everything before this if you haven't, because why yeah. not? If this is your first episode, thank you for joining us. If this is not your first episode, thank you for staying with Continuing us. Continuing to join us. Yeah, we're closing in on a year, I think. We're getting there. It's the better part of a year at this point. No, definitely. I think if this is going to be episode 16, mm-hmm. I think, going out. So that is eight-ish months Yeah. of Pet Shop. Pet Shop goodness. Shit, Pet Shop goodness. I think we started in, what, November? Mm, maybe a little say. earlier than that, because we did the Christmas episode. It was like at four we or five. What, at four or five. So yeah, maybe october Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. hey, we've been trucking, and it's because of you folks. Um, Thank you so I'm going to plug it, even though he's about to. But don't forget to check out our Patreon, mm-hmm. um, which you can find at patreon.com slash another path. Um, all of those proceeds go to f- keeping our shows going. But also, we are, I want to say, like $30 a month away from adding another show. Yes. On? Uh, we have a number of shows in the works, uh, at least ideas. Um, and soon... I don't have any specific times, but uh, we are talking every day about taking the Another Path 
Productions thing and expanding that rebranding into several different shows. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be same people, same everything, but that Patreon will start going toward benefiting every show and rewards for every show, not just yeah. another path. Um, but if you still enjoy the show and enjoy what Zach and I do, uh, every even a dollar counts. Like showing showing even a dollar's worth of supports is it means so much to us. I do think the minimum is two dollars, but still, yeah, it's it's amazingly and, and that way if you, you two dollars minimum, you can um, be added to a fantastic little Discord server yeah. where you can talk with um, us and other fans of of this show and of another path. Yeah. So definitely check those out, please and thank you. All right, thank you all for listening. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, registration is open for the familiar conjuring class until uh, the end of August, so you still got plenty of time to sign up. Uh, but uh, hope to see you around until then. Uh, I've been Griffin. I've been Zach. And just remember, you sounded so disappointed <laughs> that you were I, Zach. <laughs> I know. I am disappointed in me, but that's for another time. Yeah. Just remember, folks, at the end of the day. It's all about love, baby. Have a good night, everyone, or day or morning, or uh, uh, new dawn, or harvest moon, or other time periods. Happy whatever time of the day you've listened to this. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can follow along with us at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter or PetShopCast.com. You can also check out our sister show, Another Path, a theatrical D&D podcast, at Another Path Pod on Twitter or AnotherPathPodcast.com. On that website, you can also find the links to our merch store, where you can buy merchandise for both shows, and you can check out our Patreon accounts, which any donations there will go to fund and support both shows and all of the amazing people who work on all of those shows. That's going to be all for us this week, but be sure to check us out in two more weeks for a new episode. Happy Pride, everyone. Don't forget that we love you, and we'll see you all soon.